Hello and welcome to the culture. My name is Anna. And I'm Mark. And Mark, we are going to talk about a really crazy guy today. I feel like that's been the theme <laughs> of this entire podcast. That's that's pretty accurate. I mean, we are talking about cults. Um, but I found this group via Netflix. I was feeling a little uninspired. And so I typed in cults on Netflix. I'm sure the results were plenty. Here's the thing that's sad. I've seen most of them already. Um, but this guy I hadn't seen. Um, and it was called John of God. First of all. Yeah. You know how like Netflix has like those like new releases and then like, it, right. you know, the algorithm works. Right. Is your entire algorithm just cults? And like just weird like serial uh, killers. Oh, good question. Yes, no, it's not fully, but it like true crime docs. Yeah, it comes up. Our algorithms are not the same. But Bridgerton is also on there. So you mix a little bit of that. Yeah, a little bit of serial killers. It, yeah, and I've got like because uh, my fiance also uses mine, so there's like weird random, uh, like those like adult cartoons. Oh yeah. Like, have you seen F is for Family? No. It's by that that comedian. Oh, what's his name? He's the bald-headed comedian. He's skinny. Bill Burr? Yes. Uh, He's the voice. Anyways, my my Netflix is diverse, okay? Sure. Right now, actually, I'm on an anime kick. Please don't <laughs> do that. No, it's... Hey, hey. It, you're too old, though. Excuse me? You're too old. Okay, tell that to our friends who go to Disneyland once a month. I guess. It's too much for me. I'm out. You're not into anime? No, I don't know what it is. I I think like Dragon Ball Z hit me at a weird time oh. when I was growing up, and I just mm -hmm. assume it's all... I mean, I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's great. To be honest, I didn't get into it as an, until I was an adult. I And this is not anime, but it's like a little... It's the gateway drug of anime. I watched Avatar, The Last Airbender. And then I kind of started watching different things. And then one of my students, shout out Ace, uh, just gave me all these recommendations of these like kind of better, more nuanced anime, not like, ah! Yeah, it can be a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the, I was complaining to him. I was like, why are they always screaming? Yeah, and like <laughs> and, the visuals of just like, choo, 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 choo. Yeah, and like he said, he's like, he said basically like I was watching the basic stuff. Oh. I had to get you. that underground. Yeah. You need stuff. like the Oscar version of like the anime. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, well, you got some diverse Netflix. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, anyways, back to this. Um, John of God was something that I had never seen. So, I was like, I'm going to watch this and then let's see how this goes. So, are you ready to hear about him? I am. Okay. Now, there are going to be a lot of words that I. A hundred percent I'm going to butcher because this is in Portuguese. Not your second language? No. Or your in third? fact, you know, I have a little bit like <laughs> my college roommate, my first year at the school I went to, um, she was learning Portuguese and I thought she was really annoying. <laughs> and so not been your thing. Yeah. And nothing against Portuguese, but things against her. She was rude. Anyways. We're moving on. I don't hold grudges. Um, sure. So this guy, his name is, I don't know how to say this. I'm going to guess it's Yao or Zhao. Give me a spelling. 
J-O-A with a little swoop D O. Zhao. Zhao. I think it's Zhao. Okay, so let's go with Zhao. Tixera de Faria. So this is John. We're we're going, so we're going with John. We're going with John. <laughs> yes. So John was born in June of 1942 in this place called Goyas, which is in Brazil. Okay. He grew up a son of a tailor, kind of a poor um, background. He only finished school through the second grade. So I'm, I'm guessing their family was kind of impoverished. Sure. If not very impoverished. Probably had to go to work as soon as he could. Yeah. So John becomes quite famous because he is... Basically, what he calls, he's a faith healer. Basically, so he is tra- He will travel throughout the countryside, and he will do healings. He's almost like a traveling medicine man, because as I was watching the documentary, they were talking about how there wasn't a lot of access to real doctors in these poor regions of Brazil. So there were a lot of these kind of woo-woo healers, yeah, that took advantage of this. But it would travel around. Yes. Like, and the, the more you travel, the less you get pinned down. Well, that too. That too. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. So John claimed that he was a medium. And you, you know what a medium is, right? Oh, I was going to name the girl. What's the girl from TV? Um, oh, wait. Actually, not Arquette? TV. No, I was going Miss Cleo. I was going old school. I don't know what that is. You don't know Miss Cleo? No. Oh, you're too young. <laughs> Miss Cleo was like the OG, like you call. Oh. But like had like the commercials. Yeah, 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 yeah. For some reason, I want to give her a Jamaican accent, but that may <laughs> just be an absolute oversimplification <laughs> and not true. But in my mind. I don't know at all what you're talking about. It. Call Miss Cleo. <laughs> but I don't know what that is. That could be wow. not even close. Anyway, Miss Cleo was like the, was it 90s? No, maybe. Anyway, you would call. Okay, yeah. So mediums are people that say that they can communicate with the dead. Yes. Right. So he says he's a medium. um, And he says that he can perform these things called spiritual surgeries, um, which we'll talk about in a moment. Um, He also says that he can heal people of things that traditional medicine cannot. And so during these healings, he channels different entities uh, uh, one of his favorite entities to be channeled is King Solomon from the Bible. Um, but sometimes he'll have like famous doctors and these people who've died that he's channeling through him while he's doing these healings. Okay. Mind you, he went to second grade and that's where he stops. So he does not have any medical training. Not an official doctor. <laughs> he's about as as official as you know me and my little doc mcstuffins situation hey but if you're desperate (laughs) right for sure for sure so to kind of understand like the background with this it's interesting because i didn't know this when i first started looking into this remember our first episode on spiritualism i do okay so if you haven't yeah go check that out Episode one of the culture. Um, But spiritualism 
if we can do a quick little recap, basically believes you can communicate with the dead through seances, mediums, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, his whole belief in this whole ability for him to practice like this is due to this thing called spiritism, which is an offshoot of spiritualism, which apparently came about in like the late 1800s, same time frame. Um, but it's an offshoot of spiritualism that started in France. And basically they added a layer of belief. So in addition to, you know, believing in communicating with the dead, they believe in reincarnation. Well, now we're just picking and choosing definitely things. Correct. And this makes its way to Brazil. Brazil. And in Brazil, this is still very widely believed. Like spiritism is huge in Brazil. As like an accompaniment to Catholicism? Correct. Okay. So yes. it's like a little it's like your side dish. Yes. Jesus with a little side of uh Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yes. So so for him to say like I could heal you and I'm a medium and this and that, that's not like out of the norm in Brazil. This is like a understood belief. Got you. So he is going to be like socially accepted. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a little bit off, but it's not game changer. But not really because like I feel like it's a big part of the culture. Like in the documentary, I don't I don't know if you saw this far, but there was a woman who was talking about how like, yeah, like I was raised by my mom who was a spiritist. Like it's it's it seems very kind of like yeah, that's just a common belief that yeah. people can communicate through mediums. I'm wondering if it's like a, um, if there's any correlation between uh, like the rural areas in that versus oh, I'm like sure. Rio, Sao Paulo. R- I you bet. You know what I mean? I, I bet you there's a correlation there. I, I would bet that too, Mr. Geography well, Teacher. Yeah, no. Yeah, I bet that too. Especially, again, because if they don't have any tradition they don't have as much access to this traditional medicine or you know quote unquote um western Western medicine medicine. these more traditional medicines and faith medicines are going to be what they've got right so you know so back to sir john um john he said that in like the 1970s that the spirits had told him that he needed to share his ability with others. And then there was another medium that he worked with who told him he should settle in this place called Abadiania. It's like a rural town outside of that place, Goyas, where he was like from. Okay. So in 1978, he starts performing healings literally on the side of the road. Like he just parks a chair on the side of a main road in this town And people would just come to him and he would do these healings. Okay. And he would do multiple different things. Um, He would do things called spiritual surgeries. And so when people, okay, like let's say I go to him and I'm like, I have a tumor. I need you to heal me. He would say, you're offered the choice of a visible visible operation or invisible operation okay if they were gonna get an invisible operation 
basically they would be told, go sit in this room and meditate. That's the operation. And I'm going to like put my hands on you and whatever, but that's it. Um, also if you're, let's say you live far away, but you need this spiritual surgery, someone could do it for you in place of you. Oh, like I a can, surrogate. I can. Oh, yeah. Of my choosing. I, I, I guess or he's got, he's got henchmen. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. But he said that basically these entities like King Solomon and King David and all these different souls are using their power of God to heal these people. Why wouldn't you just pick Jesus every time? That's a really good question. I don't know. I mean, why go B-list when you can go straight <laughs> to the top? Yeah, maybe. I mean. Pick a supporting cast. He's very, from what I, well, I don't know if he's very Catholic, but he was, he portrayed himself as a strong Catholic. So maybe, maybe that's like. Too far. Yeah. Like, yo, it's a reach. Like, you can't be Jesus. Yeah. Like, let's go the next step down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a higher tier. Yeah. All right. I mean. Just thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, that's where I'm going. Right. You're going straight to straight Jesus. Straight to the top. <laughs> Come on now. Let's not mess All around. All the way to the top. Let's, let's not mess around. Yeah. So that's the invisible operation. Basically, he's like, go go meditate and go look at a waterfall and you'll be fine. Um, the visible operations are the things that we witnessed in the uh, dock. So let me explain it and then I want to hear your thoughts. Oh, I got thoughts. Your thoughts. <laughs> okay. So visible operations are done without anesthetic. Um, they use energized mineral water and the energies of people meditating in the other room to anesthetize these people. Some of the practices include putting scissors or forceps deep into a person's n- nose, your face, deep, Not a joke. deep into a person's nose. And these people in in the vid, in the documentary describe it as it's like touching their brain um but i don't know if that's true because your brain doesn't have um pain receptors really no that's interesting yeah so anyways um it, but he would also scrape people's eyes without any antiseptic or anesthetic and we saw him cutting people open um, and blood gushing out and stuff. So these were the visible operations. So I want to hear your thoughts on these visible operations. Okay. A couple things <laughs> as I reopen this wound. Yeah, literally. literally. Yes. <laughs> so you have me watch this. Uh-huh. And it's pretty, you like, it's pretty early on. Right. Like, this hits episode one, so disclaimer. Yes. If you're getting into John of God. Yeah. It's no it's no surprise that, that this type of thing is not up my alley. Right. I am a, even a very mild movie that's drama. I'm watching it during the day with the lights on. <laughs> Let me paint this picture for you, my friend. <laughs> It is like 8 o'clock at night. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, I could probably just get through episode one. Yeah. <laughs> Not the best night of sleep I've ever gotten in my life. <laughs> so I put this on, and I 
I audibly <laughs> gasped three or four times during this episode. <laughs> Sending you my bill for therapy, by the way. <laughs> okay. As I'm watching this, and I'm like, there's no way, there's no way this is going to happen. Or there's no way they're going to show this. Right. Nope, they do. <laughs> he, he takes this pair of scissors. Wait, wait. Tell the story about the woman who he, we see this on. Do you remember? I don't. The, okay, this woman goes to him because she's oh. young. And she's just been told you have an inoperable brain tumor. Yes. And you're going to die. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. So he, he kind of has like this wall. Right. That people stand in front of. Yeah. And there's a weird there's triangle. A triangle. Yeah. Right. It's got to be a Trinity thing. Maybe yeah, it is. Yeah. So he takes these forceps and I don't know. They come off of like a tray. Yeah. And there's just a lot of pairs of them. Yeah. And he's like, I'm just going to use these. And he literally, it looks like he's not even looking at the ones he's grabbing. He grabs them and shoves them so far up this woman's nose. Uh, yeah. That it looked like he tried to murder her. Yeah. Through the face. Yeah. And just as if, I don't, I hate this, it just so willy-nilly. Like, is not a surgeon's hand. No. He doesn't even, like, brace her head. He no. basically just, like unguards these unguard, yeah like <laughs> on god into her nose to the point yeah. where the handle is at the, at base. the, at the yeah. base of the nostril yeah and i'm like oh well he's killed her right and then my friend mm -hmm. we have to rotate it <laughs> and uh -huh. if i'm not mistaken 21 times correct they don't. have to fully turn it 21 hey, times don't need to turn it though you know <laughs> turns it Pulls it out. Yeah. And she's healed. But first, before she's healed, she said she was vomiting blood. Oh, yes. And she lost consciousness. As one would. But here's my question. What the hell actually happened to her? Like, is she for real? Like, what happened? Well, this is like, I mean, is this whole thing fake? Or is this the power of... I mean, like, not power placebo, but power of mind, which <sighs> has been proven to be true. For sure, but, like, a, a whole brain tumor that's, like, you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. I mean, how accurate was the original diagnosis? I don't know. That's number one. Right. Now, there are more. Right. I'm trying to remember the second one. I don't remember what this person had. He somehow cuts someone mm -hmm. and he gets them to basically, is this the same girl? Vomit blood, but it's like a steak. That was her. Okay. That was her with the nose. Okay. So back to the nose. He could hold the blood like as <sighs> if it was like a piece of meat. Yeah. There was so, so much blood. I, how it changes shape from liquid to whatever this is is something else. But maybe she was just delirious. You know what I mean? Maybe. Okay. Second operation. Doesn't always have to use the scissors. Sometimes we use a saw. Oh my God. A circular saw. Yeah. A handheld rusty, <laughs> rusty, my friends. He actually says rusty, a yeah. rusty circular saw. And he cuts into, I think it's a guy's chest. Yeah. Who had like a heart problem. Yes. Like, you exactly Could how you, you are imagining imagine? it 
is exactly how it is. You, yeah. you take the circular saw, this handsaw, and you open the chest. <laughs> oh, my God. No anesthesia. Yeah. No, no anesthesia, no antiseptic, no nothing. And you just sliced it open. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. This needs to be a video podcast for this right now because my face. <laughs> yeah. And I'm watching this at eight o'clock at night. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, I can't do much more. Right. Well, full, thankfully, full transparency. It never shows that again. Okay. Well, hey, full transparency. I watched episode one. Yeah. And I cannot go it's on. It's okay. It's okay. Honestly, the rest of it, you don't need to watch. But um, yeah. So that's what he was doing. And I'm sure there are more and others. Yeah. Now there are like also little clips of like, but he him. wasn't, I wanted to say this, he was not unique in doing this. There were other people doing the same exact thing. And I don't know if you saw this one, but there was a woman who talked in the doc about, um, her husband who had something wrong yes. with his heart and someone fucking put their hand in his like chest cavity, one of these faith healers, a different one. Yes. And that's why they end up going to this guy, right? Right. Yeah. Now they're also, he has these um, scalpels. Yeah. And he will just kind of like slice people. Yeah. Like he'll just <laughs> walk up to them at the wall and just slice them. <laughs> and I don't know what he's doing, but he's slicing. He's, like He's slicing and dicing. He's... Again, <laughs> willy-nilly, just slicing and dicing, and people are just bleeding all over the place. And then it's, they have to go to the infirmary. Yes, but this is happening like, I don't know, as if you like rented a bingo hall. Yeah. Like, it's not a <laughs> medical facility. No, no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> I can't. Yeah, it's it's really like the scariest thing you could imagine. As I'm watching this, I'm just like, there's so much dirt in the air. Like, yeah. You're just... How do they not all die of, like, gangrene? I know. I don't know. So, okay. He's doing this all at this house that he created called... It's like, yeah, it's like The a, Casa uh, de Dom Ignacio de Loyola. It's like a... Um, to me, it looks like a little... Like a like a little Pueblo. Like a little, yeah, it's very, honestly, like... Villagey. It's... You know, I went to Mexico, went to Tijuana, built a home there. It looked like that. Yeah, it has those It's vibes. very, I don't want to use these words, but I don't know of another. It's a very developing country-esque. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so at this Casa de Loyola, um, thousands of people are coming to see him daily. Yes. It didn't start that way. No, it doesn't. But- they start getting busloads of people every and day. These are full charters. Yeah. And some people driving hundreds of miles. Yes. I mean, it looks like this is the home of like a relic. Yeah. In a faith where you just get all of like these a people pilgrimage. rolling in. Yeah. Also, um, they all wear white. Everyone wears white. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And as he's working there, he also starts to kind of recruit other people to be mediums as well. Did you get that far? I think far? that's farther than episode one. Yeah, so he has these other men and women who he's like, you're a medium too. And then they live there and work there with him. So this is where it gets real culty. I mean, beyond 
just the stuff we're talking about. But there are people who are like deep adherence to him. They're giving him money. They're living there. They're now mediums. They're traveling with him. They're doing everything for him. Um, and so he's making good money. Well, the people that are like the, at least that I saw that are going, aren't like there to test the waters. Like they're all in right, from the for minute sure. they get off the bus. Like for they're sure. waiting. They have come hundreds of miles. Some of them right. traveled from other countries. Yeah. And they, you know, there's this like montage at the beginning where he's getting people to stand up, you know, yeah, who, the couldn't, testimonies. Yeah, who couldn't stand up and who he has all of these people. Yeah. Tell their story about how they're healed and all the things that they went through, which right. just like has to hype up everything else. Exactly. And then it also gives credibility to him and the people who are maybe unsure if at all are like, Oh, now I know. Yeah. You know? So at the Casa, he sells this passion flower. Like, so this must be episode two. Cause I'm out now. Okay. Yeah. So he has like a little gift shop basically. And to almost everyone, he's like, Oh, this is, this is the medication that you need. A little elixir. Literally. And it's made of passion flower. He sells a ton of it. He also sells herbs, blessed items, and magic triangles. Um, they estimate that he was bringing in ten mil per year. That's insane. Yeah. Also, at ten mil a year, let's spruce the place up a little bit, though. You know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for sure. Now he also started traveling to other countries and doing healings at these things, which cracked me up. That guess the title of these events. I don't even know. I got nothing. They're called live events. Oh, that's <laughs> super creative. Uh, exactly. Um, you know. So. How do you describe John? Oh, scary looking. He is scary looking to me. So John is tall, at least from what it looks like in the, in the um, dock. He is kind of fairer skinned, not, not super um, dark skinned. He has light eyes. He's got like bluish greenish eyes and they're very intense and they like stare into your soul. Um, or you don't see his eyes in episode one. They're talking about the fact, and this is what, this is what I mean when I'm like, he's not even focused. He doesn't have to look at you like when he's making these cuts Oh, like right. he'll look past you or right. look like focus in a different direction and like yeah. perform these physical surgeries. Right. Which is just even more like, are you just getting lucky that you're not hitting arteries or <laughs> doing all of these things? Yeah, he is. He is just getting lucky. Here's how I go. He is the, he is the dentist that should have retired 10 years ago. <laughs> That's where my mind goes. He just has like this weird, like, hair kind of too messy yeah like like sloppy should not be doing this anymore can't trust his hands like he just oh that was like my dentist at the end dude i'm telling you i feel like this is like my eye doctor i had when i was a child (laughs) (laughs) he had like the old school like the little those big old glasses too yeah i just i don't trust him when i look at him yeah, no, he definitely gives off a vibe. Like, he gives off a it's really intense, scary vibe. Very much. Um, immediately. Like, I was kind of, like, thrown just first watching that. I'm like, this guy is, like, 
I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it, but he just is like it wasn't invi- It wasn't inviting. No, it's like it's very domineering. And yeah. but like, but and maybe I have some hindsight bias here because about what I'm about to tell you. But it's it's a very like creepy male gaze situation. Mm. Like I don't know. Yeah, we'll I don't throw know some pictures up. Yeah, on, yeah, uh, we will. Yeah, maybe a video. Yo. <laughs> so this guy got kind of famous. Like, he got media coverage. Is in the 80s, 70s, when he's famous? No, he's fam- He goes on Oprah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, okay, they kind of, like, lead with yes. that at the okay, beginning. Yes, okay, so ABC Primetime did a feature on him in 2005 and covered him and five people who he treated. And then they followed these people later. Let's guess how they fared. Hmm. A hundred percent Olympians. So two of them died. Shocking. Yeah. From their illnesses. Can they blame it back to him? No, but it's, well, kind of in the sense that they didn't continue to get treatment. But he's not charged. No. Okay. In 2013, Oprah went to meet him after someone wrote like a, you know, O Magazine. Yeah. Okay. So I guess there was an article written by this woman who had suffered this grief, like her dad died. So she wanted to, you know, feel better. And so she went to see him to communicate with him via her, to her dad with the medium, John, and she was healed and whatever. So Oprah went and saw him. Um, now in 2015, John himself has stomach cancer. He doesn't tell anyone. Okay. In fact, he had a large tumor. Like, I think it said like six centimeters. That's kind of big. Is it? I think so. Mm, I don't know. Anyways, he didn't tell any of his followers this. He said he had a hernia, but he was like dealing with cancer. Yeah. Okay. Well, 2018. Okay. Um, several women, 12 women come out and say he physically sexually assaulted me like rape. Okay. While they were getting healed. Yes. They do tease that at the end of episode one. Yes. And it's gnarly. Like you even see videos of him not doing that, but like being very predatory, like Basically, like when there was a young, pretty woman in the line, he would immediately like you said, he always looked kind of out of it. Yeah. When they would come, he would perk up and he would look straight at them and he would say these things like, um, you have the entity in you. You could be a medium. Stay, stay after class. I want to talk to you or whatever, not after class, but stay after I want to. Yeah, the session, whatever. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then would basically take them into his room and assault them. Yeah, under the facade of I'm and and would you. say I'm healing you, right? While doing it, even to women who went there because they had sexual trauma, Ugh. and then he would say, "This is healing you." Yeah, that's even more gross. He's even more gross. Oh, he's I like didn't see any of that in episode one. Yeah, no. Um, and I kind of knew you couldn't. That's good. <laughs> you couldn't you handle your little myself, heart. For sure. Save your little heart myself. couldn't handle it. I don't need it. So 
yeah, 2018, 12 women come forward. Um, unfortunately, one of these women eventually that we're going to come forward is his own daughter. So he's a bad guy. Yo. So Convictions from this? So listen, so prosecutors after these 12 women um, say, hey, this happened to us. The, the prosecutor of this area is a woman. And she's like, I bet there's more. So she's like, if you experience anything, send send us your story. I don't want to know. 200. Oh. They get 200 like within a month. Which is probably not even all of them. Like, let's no, be honest. No. And now, today, as of 2019, the reports have reached up to 600 women. That's insane. Yeah. But like in the, in the documentary, it will show like, he'll like, he would like, like while they're in the line, he would do things like ejaculate and then like smear it on the girl or like just put his hands down the girl's pants, like literally in front of everyone. Are the rest of the people in line just like, oh, that's John, John's healing. John B. I, John. I do. I, I think that just honestly, so blinded. yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah. And you didn't heal them. You ruined their it, lives. Uh, yeah, literally, they did the absolute opposite and you're the worst human. Um, so yeah, he does get convicted um, and he's old, you know, as it yeah. is. Um, he received over 60 years. So he's life in prison. Yeah. In Brazil. In Brazil. So, yeah. That is John of God. Um, How many episodes are there? Did you watch the whole thing? Dude, honestly, I couldn't get through it. There's, I think, four episodes. I watched three. Got it. Because it was just kind of like talking about the trial and all of that at the end. Um, But there were some people that were like... And when they kind of started pointing things out, the people that lived there, the other mediums and stuff, they were like, yeah, we all knew that John was like, he would always gravitate his attention to the females, the young women. Yeah. Yeah. And like this one woman gives her story and she talked about how her mom had like really horrible cancer. And he said, you know, you can heal her, but like, if you don't do this, you won't be able to heal her. She's very manipulative and horrible. Ugh. I'm so glad I didn't keep going. Yeah. <laughs> the one and done is enough. <laughs> yeah. But for those that are interested. <laughs> John of God on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, free publicity for um, Yeah, please sponsor us, someone. <laughs> Gosh, that's um, so gross. Yeah. So I don't think he murdered anyone, but one thing I didn't mention. No, he is did, that, though. Like, I mean, he passively. By proxy, yeah, yeah kind of. passively told these people they were okay right when that's they're true not. that's 100 percent true you're right yeah but they also say that he kind of like ran that town like he was like a mob boss basically like a drug lord like basically just mm, yeah like so like if people came in like he literally was like you have to tithe like you he was running the game yeah literally he was running the game yeah i bet you that operation runs deep yeah because basically they created a whole tourism industry based off of his thing. So all these little hotels opened That's up. That's right. They do talk and about these, that. Like, and why they taxi like, services yes. and this and that. And he he was like, collect. Yeah. He was collecting that money. Because them charters were coming in hot. Yeah. That's crazy. 
Ugh. I know. It's it's not I don't even know if it's I guess a small part of it's culty. It's just gross. Yeah. And like just criminal. And that's the thing that sucks. It's like I, I honestly I wanted to know more about like the people. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he was such a bad guy that, you know, that it got gets, overshadowed. I was going to say it's completely um, overshadowed. But I still think this story was worth no, the Telling. story is, yeah, the story is crazy. And I mean, it just leads like how many more? Right. And not necessarily like that are bad. Right. Like this, but how many interesting stories, especially in a lot of these areas that don't get a lot of coverage. Yeah. Like where they probably are more prevalent. Right. And like. And, and just more even, you know, these people likely are not as educated. And so maybe they're just a little bit more, you know vulnerable well they're and, definitely more open to it right right and so it's just like sometimes you know a lot of the cults we've covered are like kind of like rich white educated people very much and this is the other side yeah it, so it just goes to show it's hey, an, it's everyone hey, cults are for everyone <laughs> we don't discriminate hey, we're all in <laughs> yeah so yikes yeah so what would you rate this I'm, one? Oh, this is this is a nine. Like that's yeah. so disgusting and gross. And yeah. like I don't even know all the details, and I don't need to. Right. I mean, if we're making a lineup, like he's at the front of the line <laughs> of all these leaders. Yeah. Yeah. And listeners, let us know what you think about this. Especially um, if you go and watch an episode or two. And but be warned. Even if you just go to our Instagram at the.cult.ure, um, we're going to post some pictures. Let us know your thoughts on his appearance and uh, the other things we post because we'd love to hear from you. But yeah, that's it. That's enough for a while. I'm good on this. Let's go, let's go somewhere <laughs> we'll, happy. We'll do something a bit more happy. But listen, we're talking about cults. I know. So, it's the nature of the beast, I yeah. guess. Well, we'll catch you next time. All See right, ya. Y'all.